Hello, good morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Queens podcast. So we're going to continue our talk about luxury, luxury real estate, selling luxury, providing the luxury experience, luxury clients, all that stuff. Today, I have a guest with me. Elisa Rosansky robinson is a realtor from Nashville that focuses on the luxury space. She's also super chic. You should have seen her this morning on our interview, gold earrings, this amazing ring, her hair parted down the middle in a low bun, this like super classy cardigan. She's the vibes. You can tell just by looking at her, she's the vibes. You want to work with her. She's luxury. She knows what's up. So this is a really fun conversation and let's get into it. Hi, thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. For all the listeners out there, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Give us all the details about who you are. Hello, um, I am Elisa Rosansky Robinson. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm originally from Los Angeles. I moved to Nashville 10 years ago uh, and started selling real estate. I was previously um, a uh, music business executive in Los Angeles and um, fell in love with my husband, moved to Nashville, and, and here we are. I've been selling real estate for about 10 years now here in Nashville. How did you begin? What were the first few years like? Where did your clients come from? So, um, you know, I started after about uh, four or five months living in Nashville. I I really was looking for a change. I'd been in the music business for 17 years. And I always uh, admired my aunt, who was a realtor back in Los Angeles, and loved the whole hustle and helping people and the negotiating. And so when I got here, I knew I needed a change. I didn't want to be in music anymore. And a friend of ours had said, you know, you should really get into real estate. And I did. And I started a very small boutique company here in Nashville. Um, Obviously our city was much smaller. There weren't as many realtors. Um, And I just hit the ground running. I used all my contacts that I had from the music business in Los Angeles and New York. And I was utilizing Facebook, social media. Nobody here in Nashville was really doing that at the time. It was all very new. Um, And that's how I built my business. I just was getting referral after referral from folks from Los Angeles and from other parts of the country from the music business wanting to invest in Nashville because prices were just nothing compared to, you know, back home in their uh, states. So I, that's how I did it. I just started from there and just kept plugging away. Nice. And how is, has your business evolved? Like right now, I want to know what you specialize in. What is your actual market price points, clients? What do you do and what do they want? I specialize in luxury. I obviously still do help um, people. And our luxury here in Nashville price point is really anywhere from 1.5 and up, 1.5 million and up. Um, But I do work with clients still um, anywhere from like 600,000 and up, obviously. I love working with first-time home buyers. 
Um, and that's really my specialty. I, I, I am very hyper-focused on the entertainment business because that's where I come from and that's what I built my business on. So I'd say about 98% of my business is servicing clientele uh, in film, TV, and music. That was one of my questions. What are the top industries and your clients working in in Nashville? So it's music and entertainment. Yes, 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 for my clientele. But <clears throat> you would think in Nashville, which is Music City, actually our biggest business here is healthcare. So, and then I'd say second is the music business. But for me, yes, that is my clientele. And also um, relocation. So people moving from LA, New York. So I'm, I'm very, very, um, uh, you know, it, very much involved in, in relocating people to Nashville. What's the profile of most of the clients you work with? I know you said you like first-time home buyers, but you get a lot of vacation houses, second homes, primary, like vacation. What is primary? Yeah. Yeah. Um, good question. I, you know, that's obviously, as you know, Marina, <laughs> a good, a good, uh, a good thing to folk to know as a realtor of, of what that clientele is. And for me, it's been, um, a mixture, uh, of from investors to, you know, people again, relocating here to first time home buyers. I think that it's really, it's a good, it's a good mix. Hmm. How is the rental market strong? Do people invest in single families, condos, many units? Um, it is strong here. Actually, I don't know how it is in other states, but for here, our Airbnb is the the whole uh, um, short-term rental um, market though we have rules as far as you know it being a primary home we are now starting to see a lot of um i want to call them condo tells so condo buildings they are building specifically for airbnb so every unit will be an airbnb so we are seeing a lot of that we are i think either the number one or two um uh bachelorette destination so we have a very strong uh, tourism uh, market here. And so we do see a lot of uh, of the short-term rental. Wow. Nashville is very, is capitalizing on that. Do, do you know anything about the rental restrictions on that? Because San Francisco is crazy. You have to like sell your firstborn to be able to have an Airbnb here. Do does it have? Do you guys have to be owner occupied there? Or? There's many rules. If you are owner occupied and the person's renting in your house, then you can do it as many days as you want out of the year. But if right. you're not living in the house, you're capped at like 90 days out of the year, which is ridiculous if you want to buy for that purpose. And there's many other rules as well. So some here. We have what's called executive rental, where <clears throat> excuse me, it does not have to be owner occupied, and you can. You can rent a minimum of 30 days. Then they are building, like I said, these condo hotel buildings, but then there might be communities of townhomes that are zoned mixed use commercial that the units are able to Airbnb. But if it is a single family home in 
your basic neighborhood, you cannot Airbnb it unless, uh, let's see, you can't Airbnb it if you, I mean, you can Airbnb a room if you want, rent a room out, but you cannot Airbnb it. It has to be owner-occupied. Interesting. Do you mm-hmm. get a lot of people who want to invest in Nashville or something? I do. That's how, I mean, that's how my business started. Yes. And they're still investing because there are so many, you know, Nashville 10 years ago um, had so many up and coming neighborhoods. It just wasn't one that it was really hard to navigate for my investors. You know, where it's like there, we would always say, and still today, there's no bad investment in Nashville. So meaning that there's no bad area to invest in. We still have areas that are just booming and they're not, they haven't even like tapped out yet. And these are areas that are close, you know, five, 10 minutes from the downtown area. Um, We have an area called Wedgwood Houston and we just got a Soho house there. Pasties from New York is opening. It was a very uh, industrial neighborhood. And now it is just this booming urban core neighborhood. Uh, there's We've got the biggest soccer stadium in the state in that neighborhood called uh, Giudis. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Um, soccer stadium. So it's, it's, it's a great place to invest. Wow. Okay. I am going to invest there. Okay. Switching, <laughs> switching gears. This is the question all realtors have a love hate relationship with how is the market? And like, we can separate it. Like how is the luxury market, single family home market? How is the market for you right now? Obviously it's not what it was, you know, in the last three years. Um, but it's still moving. And it's, it's really a mixed bag and it's really fascinating to watch as far as luxury, you can have it, it can be, so our ultra luxury is 6 million, let's say 6 million up. There are homes selling in one day in that price range, but it is a super unique, gorgeous, the, the almost custom style home. And these are, it's a new build. And then you might have a new build around the corner for 6 million. That's been sitting there for 30, 40 days. And what I'm noticing, it's just your basic new build that looks sort of like everything else. So very unique gems are selling fast. Then you have other homes in, and we have very low inventory here, very low. So I think I was looking yesterday and we had about 21 homes from $4 million and up on the market in one of the more, excuse me, I'm just more, um, excuse me, in one of them, in one of the more affluent neighborhoods. Wow. So, mm-hmm in one of the more affluent neighborhoods. So it's really all over the place. Now you also have, I'm sure you're experiencing in maybe the lower price points for some home buyers. There, there are people that don't care about the interest rates and they're buying homes. 
And sometimes we're seeing multiple offers on certain homes, but for the most part, it's definitely a lot slower than it was. But it, in my opinion, it's still a great time to buy in Nashville because, you know, there's homes that have been pulled off the market that I've been finding for clients and we've been making offers on um, because they pulled off because they couldn't sell maybe a couple of months ago because the interest rates and the fear of buyers with the interest rates. So, so it's, you know, you have to be a lot more creative today in this market. It's not just about, oh, what's hit the market. You know, it's That's looking at a great creative way to look for clients for sure. And also what's interesting today or this week, interest rates hit 8%. Everybody's freaking out. And I'm wondering, do people prefer higher interest rates, but lower priced homes, lower competition, or do people prefer lower interest rates, crazy demand, higher priced homes? And I'm seeing because the market's so <laughs> slow, people yeah. want to compete with everybody, which is not what you should be doing. Oh, you're seeing, <clears throat> I'm sorry, say that again. You're seeing people compete with everybody. Well, since the market is so slow right now, people have really pulled back because interest rates are higher. Home prices are now lower. There's not much competition. People have pulled back. So <laughs> it seems like it's the opposite of what they should be doing. Like you can get a home for much, much cheaper. Interest rates are higher, but right. interest rates will go down. Your home, that's right. your home that's, price will not go down. Right. And I think that's what, you know, I'm sure like you and, and all the other realtors, that's what we're trying to convey to our clients. And you know, also keeping in mind, like with our clients, Hey, when I'm talking to a buyer, how much are you paying in rent? Oh, you know, 3000 $4,000 a month. Okay. Well, wouldn't you rather put that money into owning an asset and having value, creating value for yourself and a net worth, because that house you're going to buy, you're going to, okay, pay seven, 8%, you know, or fluctuate, fluctuate, fluctuate. Wow. Fluctuating. You okay. <laughs> you good. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so it wouldn't, it would make so much more sense for you to put that monthly rent slash mortgage into a home that you can actually create, have value and equity in. So, so it's, I'm sure, as you know, educating our clients and, you know, there's going to, I feel like there's just going to be those who are just not in a place to buy and they're just going to keep sitting on the sidelines, but the ones that are real buyers that are really ready, that are like, you know, okay, 8%, but I want to buy something. And this is a great time to negotiate with the seller because there's a lack of inventory um, or they're off market. And, you know, it's, 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 and it's interesting because there can be a lack of inventory, which can create a multiple offer so it creates some leverage for the seller, but at the same time, there's less buyers. So it's about finding that right property that they want that either they're going to pay, compete with and pay full price for, or that they can negotiate and get a deal on. And like you said, refinance one day when the rates go down, but apparently I'm reading the rates are going to go down for a while. You know, it's like, I think when I was a kid, my um, family was saying how rates were 19 percent. Oh, know, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, they're higher than the two percent. But then, you know, I think that the also this the other side of that is 
as you know, sellers, people who are in homes with two, 3% interest rates aren't jumping to move into yeah, an 8% unless they absolutely need to. So. And what's interesting is when rates dropped so low, two to 3%, that was the height of COVID, <clears throat> excuse me, right. and people were afraid to buy. That's why rates were so low. They're like, here, you can get a house almost for free. I was pulling teeth to get my buyers to buy and we were getting some crazy deals. And then when rates were going up, that's when everybody got on the bandwagon. It's like, it's just like, it doesn't make sense what's happening, but this brings me into the wealthy versus the rich mindset, because the wealthy mindset wants to make money, make like have their money, make money, which is buying an asset. And the rich people want to rent something that's $20,000 a month and live flashy, which brings me into our talk about luxury. Yes. I want to know what does luxury real estate and providing that luxury client experience mean to you? Mm -hmm. Um, well, what luxury real estate is to me, um, just as far as a luxury home, it's, you know, a discerning eye, it's, um, opulence, it's, you know, um, tasteful, it's, um, private, it's exclusive. Um, that that's, that's what luxury, that's what luxury I feel means to me. As far as a client, that's, that's, you know, they have all kinds of, uh, many different needs. Mm -hmm. So luxury is not just about the price point for me. It's about what the client really needs. So there's actually a difference. There are definitions of a luxury house, which is everything that you just said. But a person buying that luxury house can have a different definition of what it is. Do you ask your clients what they need from you, what their experience they want from you is? You know, yes and no. I think when you you get to a, a client of that level, it's sort of a given, you know, um, they want an expert, like, like everyone, of course, but they, you know, they want an expert in the luxury market. They want an agent who has contacts with other agents, um, and great relationships. I'm sorry, not contacts, but has great relationships with other, um, uh, agents. Um, they, they expect, zero stress and for you to take care of everything. And, and they want a white glove service. They want someone who has a, you know, a database of the best, the best photographers, videographers, landscapers, stagers, attorneys. Um, they want exceptional service. So, you know, it, it's not, Hey, you know, I know you sold a house before. What did you not like about the last process? It's, it, those those are not questions I ask those that level client. Mm -hmm. And break down what your luxury client experience is. How do you provide that luxury client experience to your clients? Well, um, you know, if it's wanting an if they're 
let's say a buyer, a luxury buyer, and they want an expert in the market. Well, obviously, you know, it is breaking down what their needs are and finding that perfect house for them. Um, you know, it's, I think the process, the, the, the search process still is the same because <clears throat> especially when you go out the first time you, you know, in this, and in this market in Nashville, there's anywhere from new construction to older renovated homes. So it's really helping those clients figure out what their needs are. Um, you can get the basics, like, you know, I want 10,000 square feet, a pool, a, um, a, a, a gym, a home theater room, a wine cellar, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it might be a street location or, you know, so there's, there's a little, um, there's a little bit of process of elimination. So, um, but you know, it's the same process. It's just, it's, it's the, the, what I like about working with luxury clients is that they know what they want. So that's either a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's deep. Luxury that's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they, 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 know, they know what they want, but it also could take a while for them to find it. So, um, but you know, they bought before most of them, um, you know, if they're a first time home buyer, they, they care a little less, you know? <laughs> um, so it just depends all this, it's different, but it's fun. I, I, I really enjoy working in luxury. Alisa, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to have this fun little conversation for the Queens of real estate. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm going to link your website and your Instagram in the show notes for sure. But if you want to like say goodbye or where people can find you. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram under Elisa Rosansky. I think it's realtor. <laughs> I'll link it. You can go ahead and link it. And then I do have a website and I am, I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm at Compass Nashville. Nice. I'm Compass San Francisco. Yay, Compass. Compass is the best. Yes. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed the episode. Learn something. It's always fun to chit chat with a good friend. If you liked this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would rate and review. Let me know what you thought. Find me on Instagram. Reach out. And I'm here for you, ladies. Bye.